0: You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm Health Editor Dallas Bastian and I'm joined by Diane Goman, Senior Research Fellow at the RDNS Institute, to discuss a wellness and reablement trial established by RDNS and Mental Illness Fellowship Victoria. Welcome, Diane. Hi, Dallas. What issues surrounding mental health are you hoping to address through the trial?
1: People living with mental illness have a higher risk of mortality. They live between 10 and 32 years less than others in the general population. Comorbidities such as obesity, diabetes, heart disease and lung disease are really common in this group. And other issues can include poor nutrition, poor dental health, higher rates of smoking than the general population, poor access to healthcare services and sedentary lifestyle. We believe our integrated holistic wellness and re-enablement model of care aims to tackle these issues. We're, our wellness approach will include opportunities to improve diet, exercise and meaningful social engagement. Now, on the other hand, re-enablement will assist participants to accommodate their health issues um, by learning, relearning or engaging with skills to effectively manage their condition, so that they're able to participate in everyday life.
0: How will the wellness and reablement model benefit clients with mental illness?
1: Program participants will work with a support person, so that person will assist them to identify their health needs and develop goals that aim to improve both their physical and their mental health. We anticipate that access to peer support that increases social connectedness will also result in improvements in in both physical and um, mental health outcomes. Also, As peer support workers are someone who's actually had a lived experience of mental illness, they're likely to relate to the enormity of the issues that the client may face and be able to provide valuable insights. And MODEL also emphasises a whole-of-family approach. And so not only the person who's experiencing mental illness will benefit by the program, but there's also the opportunity for improved physical and mental health outcomes for the client's family. One example of how this might work in practice is that in the location uh, or the setting where we are running the program, there's a community garden with fresh vegetables and uh, if, if somebody wanted to participate in that, that could help to improve their diet or their physical activity, you know, maybe maintaining the, the garden or eating the vegetables from the garden. Um, there's also the potential being involved in an activity like that for social engagement Even walking, you know, sometimes it's much more um, pleasant to walk or you're more likely to walk if someone someone walks with you and so a peer support worker could do that.
0: The consumer-directed care framework will be incorporated into the model. How will this be done?
1: Well, our wellness and re-enablement model provides clients with greater opportunity and greater autonomy to direct their own care needs and greater access also to resources that can increase their social participation. Greater autonomy in regard to making decisions will improve client satisfaction and also their experience of life. Um, And clients will also have access to additional supports to enhance their social Uh, participation and and those supports include, as I mentioned, peer support workers, access to telephone support and and some funds to assist with meeting the goals that they identify. The Peer workers will support clients to make informed choices about their health and social care needs and also assist them um, with making physical and health changes these changes are likely to be more sustainable if the person's actually had an input into that whole decision-making process.
0: What do professionals working in this space need to know about this approach?
1: Well, the aim of the projects to identify what will unlock the barriers to improving physical health outcomes and social participation in people who are experiencing mental illness and so the findings from our trial will provide the specific detail on what works best so that's really important for health professionals to know. However, however I guess it's also important for them to know or to be aware that improving um, well-being will actually improve mental health. It's now generally accepted and that there's strong correlations between quality of life and life satisfaction. So therefore using our holistic well-being approach to uh, delivering care to this group who live with mental illness has the potential to improve their health outcomes. Having said that, currently in Australia, the separation of mental and clinical health care funding makes this integration really difficult to achieve in practice. Hopefully the outcomes from our program will provide evidence of the benefit of using this holistic well-being and reablement model, and that might influence policy.
0: Thank you for joining me, Diane. You're welcome, Dallas. Thanks for the chance.